Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. home bible you're drunk because the bible is a very 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 weird book and uh we both spent a lot of time reading it and we decided to to talk about it because it's just it's just real weird so i'm tori and um i dropped out of bible college so that is those are my credentials for having a podcast about the bible <laughs> and my co-host is uh justin and i I graduated with a seminary degree, but then I dropped out of ministry um, because it was soul sucking. Yes, that is the exact word I was going to say. It's, it is. It is. It was soul sucking, and I needed out. So that's uh, so that's my credentials for hosting a Bible uh, Bible podcast. That you that you you also flunked out. <laughs> that I also flunked out of evangelicalism and decided just to hang in hang in the hat so uh but we dusted off our bibles and we are going through them occasionally for for you dear viewer (laughs) viewer so glad that i'm so glad people can see our beautiful faces yes imagine us right now talking to you we're sitting (laughs) with you in the car we're hanging out and we're gonna talk about about your favorite topic and mine evangelicalism and the bible so i know i hate it (laughs) <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not trying to convince people not to be Christian, right? Like, yeah. you can keep your faith or whatever. And, and I'm not even trying to like convert people to non-belief. Um, which I'm sure that I, I'm sure at some point in the reviews, somebody's going to say that this is like a atheist propaganda. Yeah. podcast and we're trying to evangelize to yeah. make people atheists yeah not happening here no uh, it's not i think we we're just did that for yeah. the other team <laughs> <We're good. laughs> yeah i i was for for anyone that any concerned evangelicals out there that i'm going to convert people to non-belief i was terrible at converting people to belief mm-hmm. uh so i'm yeah. probably equally terrible at converting people to non-belief oh yeah um, I think my body count was like one and a half. So yeah. <laughs> it was not, it was not high. I definitely fudged some numbers with like, oh, no. quote, rededications. So like, oh, those were salvations. They weren't really saved. Oh um, gosh. Oh my gosh. So, but so yeah, I, I think, I think my count is, yeah, it definitely, I could count on one hand for sure. Recently in our lives, evangelicalism 
reared its ugly head and purity culture and all the kind of toxic it was really um it was a it was like a ball of all the terrible things about evangelicalism all in one new cycle yeah Yeah. so like uh the shootings in atlanta Mm -hmm. uh which you know probably a month old by the time this posts but we're we're current tori and justin are still pretty fresh into it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. and yeah so there's there's purity culture toxic masculinity uh shame you know high demand religion mm-hmm. you know all of these mm-hmm. things kind of yeah. playing in and then also yeah. the whole gun debate and and how you know it is dehumanizing asian women dehumanizing like, minorities asian women yeah you know anyone not white um mm-hmm. true and and there's even confusion i haven't been keeping up with the story as much as to like whether or not he actually had um, inappropriate or sexual relations. If these women were actually sex workers or not, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm oh yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. something that I have not, I haven't, I haven't actually gone down that road, not to say that I, I'm, I fully support sex work and sex workers. Um, yeah. I just don't want to make any false accusations uh, or have to go like, go and accuse somebody of being a sex worker when, you know, yeah. that's not who they were or whatever. So it's possible yeah. that they were sex workers and that's why they were targeted by this individual. Yeah. Um, and, but either way, they were really incredible people from all the stories that, that their families have told over the last week, yeah. week and a half. Um, and yeah, it's really, uh, purity culture is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And it's really interesting because I think that I think that the whole incel thing and purity culture overlaps so much. Oh goodness! Yes. Right. Um, and so th- fr- through that lens, like this makes a lot of sense. Like this is the logical outcome of toxic masculinity and rage and not being able to get laid or whatever the circumstances. Um, And based on his photo, I assume he had a difficult time getting laid. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just gonna call it like I see it. (laughs) You know, there is a difference between growing a beard and not shaving. Yes. Like there is a huge difference and too many men don't know that difference. That is true. Completely agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, his his church. What did his church do? They like well, dismissed him or something. Yeah, like, like well, they've disappeared from the internet, as oh, I understand. Okay, uh, which well, that makes sense. It would be fascinating to hear a recording of whatever sermon was the last mm-hmm. sermon he heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be interesting to know. Yeah, uh, but I but I think I think even kind of overarching and and I, again i don't it, it's there is an interesting component probably a racist component whether these women were sex workers or not and whether mm-hmm. or not he actually had gone there or not or if he just assumed mm. it's a massage parlor i guess this is where the prostitutes are I, you know i, right. I, I don't right. know the we story know. there right. but obviously it's charged with racism and charged with you know and his his accusation of sex addiction which is not, partic- not a thing not a thing sorry but, it's not a thing but but as a man raised in purity culture, I certainly at times thought I had a sex addiction. 
because you know, you had a libido maybe because yeah because i had <laughs> i had a a normal libido for right. a teenage and 20 something you know young man um that somehow i was like oh i'm addicted to this thing there's you know these these demons are coming to get me and try to get me to masturbate or whatever it's, and it's literally just like these little proteins floating around in your brain yeah it's 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 the yeah it's my neurons it telling me to mate like that <laughs> you know you just need biologically appropriate not necessarily appropriate for the circumstances yeah there's so much shame attached to it and there and there's people that are experts in your life that are talking about like, well, you, you know, you, right. might have, you might have a sex addiction, like, oh, wow. Oh I, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it certainly can feel compulsive, you know, particularly like masturbation or pornography or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also interesting to me too, that when you break down, I think Pornhub did a study uh, and they do, they really release this, I think every year where if you look at the places that are typically religious, typically conservative, the yes. types of porn they view, the amount of porn they view yeah. is basically the bottom barrel worst kind of porn out there. You know, very, mm. you know, degrading, mm-hmm. very, very extreme. Right. Whereas if yeah, you yeah. look at a city that um, tends to be more liberal, tends to be less religious, uh, the porn is relatively tame in comparison. Um, it's, not, it's not violent and dehumanizing. Yeah, it's not violent and dehumanizing. So I, I don't know that I know why that is, but I, I, I do feel like there is a, when you begin to repress those things mm-hmm. so forcefully and view them only as evil, uh, I think right. you're going to have a lot of problems. And it's, it's interesting to me too, that he, apparently there's 30 or 40 miles between these locations. I've been to Atlanta. There had to have been a couple strip clubs he passed by yeah. on his way from one to another. Yeah. Uh, probably had white women in them. You know, and it's so that's it's interesting that like he targeted in Atlanta. In, in Atlanta, yeah. In well, Atlanta, maybe, maybe not. Are you sure, Justin? I, I've been to strip clubs in Atlanta. I don't I know am, what you're talking about, honey. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, it's like he specifically targeted minority women when there yes. are white sex workers and white strippers, and yeah, mm-hmm. there are plenty of white women he could have targeted. Um, who were much closer to home. Were much closer to home. So right. So it wasn't really about the sex thing. Is no, what I no. take away from this. No, and yeah. it, and and if it was, it's like, well, we have to protect white 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 women. We put on a pedestal, and we right. Like the they must remain pure. They aren't degrading. You know, it's these Asian women that I'm going to go after right and kill right for, for being too sexy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's and we will do a whole podcast. I think unpacking purity culture at some point. At least one. At least pro- one. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> There's there. a lot. <laughs> so much. Uh, and but it's it is tragic, and I I worry that we're going to continue to see this kind of behavior and this kind of violence. Yeah. Um, you know, pr- so much proliferation and so much uh, of guns, and also just mm-hmm. of, of. I feel like conservatives are going to get worse. And while there will be less of them, I think the messages will be stronger and more restrictive. And it's gonna, mm. it's gonna, these young men, but and young, young women don't typically become mass shooters, but I think it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna do a lot more damage before it's finally gone. And, yeah. it, and I, I do worry that this is not an isolated incident. And there's gonna be a lot of other quote unquote, good Christian boys that yeah. go on a rampage because, you know, because reasons, I don't know. I don't understand well, the psychology yeah, I mean, of that anyway. Been, because they've been lied to their entire lives and told that their sex drive is evil. Yeah. And not just 
a thing that happens when you turn a certain age. Yeah. Um, it's just, it would be weird if you didn't, oh, sorry. I should not say that. It wouldn't be weird if you didn't have one. If you are ace, like that's totally valid. But I do yeah. think that ace folks are the ones who really kind of thrive in purity culture. Because oh, sure. it just is, it's oh, not- sure it's not as big of a struggle for them. Right. No. And I, I don't, this is just based on what ACE people have told me. I'm sure that they're, because purity culture is so dehumanizing, it doesn't matter if you're necessarily struggling with like porn or trying not to have sex or masturbation. Right. It doesn't like, you're still being dehumanized, especially yeah. if you are, especially if you were someone who has a female body. Yeah. Um, purity culture thinks that you have no value. Like yeah. that's at the end. The by, only thing by existing, you're a temptress. Like right, cover exactly. it all up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's your responsibility as as a person to make sure that you're not causing men to stumble. Which again is just very very strange. I'm like who's who's responsible for who now? I don't. Yeah. I I never really understood this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's it's just it's such a terrible, toxic belief system that isn't based in reality it's not based in science it's literally just religious dogma um that is completely inaccurate and so i think that when you combine like you said these kind of super demanding spaces like white evangelical churches are and are becoming more so right yeah. and i think that that's part of the reason why we're going to see an uptick in this is because evangelical churches are demanding more and more and more from people right yeah um they're really kind of, they're really kind of like, okay, we're going to be a lot more insular yep. um, as opposed, you know, it, you, yeah. It's like, we're the good guys. We're being persecuted. We're just kind of going to hunker down. Um, and so I, yeah, I think that you're right. I think that this is go going to uh, be the first of a lot of, a lot of similar deadly situations right mm -hmm. it's yeah. like anybody can get a gun at any time doesn't matter if you pass a background check or not because there's yeah. so many of them you could literally break a window and grab one yeah um there's 1.5 for every household in america right like. yeah yeah so uh no it's 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 not good and i don't i'm not sure um i'm not sure what to do about like what like what is What's the what's the appropriate response I, to this? You know, I, 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 and in previous eras, I would have said we need to find some kind of common ground on you know background checks or like oh. or like basic basic like should not be nonpartisan things. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's my instinct, but then my brain is like that. We've been trying that for yeah. decades. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that the NRA is that powerful anymore. Personally, I think, you know, like they're not, they've had a lot of scandals recently, mm -hmm. but it's, I don't know if it's that cultural inertia of like, mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, the fear narrative is like, the, that's something that the GOP is making a lot of money off yeah. of. They are oh, coming absolutely. to take your country from you. Yeah. And you need to protect yourself because they are inherently yeah. violent. And, and, 
AR-15s in particular and assault style weapons, which I'm sure in a comment somewhere, some gun nut is going to be like, going to say that no there's thing. no such thing like, yeah, like as an assault some, weapon. Like, that's some brilliant take. Like I'm using it colloquially, sit down. Yeah, we've all been yelled at by yeah. people on the internet. It's good. We got yeah. it. Got so the anyway, cool it. Um, so that kind of weapon was a relatively small percentage of sales until about 2008. Uh, and yep. then there was a massive uptick, you know, mm -hmm. so about 3 million sales a year in firearms before that point. And that was consistent. Um, yeah. And those were hunting rifles. And that, that was sales even at like quote unquote gun shows. You know, is this, shows. is this like long guns specifically or yeah. like sem semi-automatic long guns or? This was, you know, typically hunting rifles, shotguns. Okay. Okay. Just total. Okay. Okay. Total. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, then. And then Obama got elected. Then Obama got elected. And there was the Heller case where, you know, Scalia, you know, basically said, you know, the Second Amendment is a individual right, which I could right. go on a whole rant about how the Second Amendment was created to have an armed populace so that the state could organize a militia to protect the state. But anyway, if it was necessary, because they didn't want to have necessary. a standing army. Because they didn't want to have a standing you know, army. Fair. And they Very didn't want fair. black people to have guns. So there were definitely gun restrictions. And right. anyway, so uh, this is like such a huge hairball. But what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, these Armalite style rifles and, you know, assault rifles, AR-15s, like proliferated massively after that moment. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and they account for the majority, almost the majority of gun sales now. Like it's- Oh, fuck. It's, I did not know that. so many of them. Um, so- for a, for a time they were. And so now it's quote unquote America's most popular rifle, but that was, it's a very recent thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And, and gun manufacturers are loving it. You know, oh, that there's so many people afraid and my, my, my father owns two of them. I don't know why. Cause he's I, got two hands. Like, yeah. Like he's going <laughs> to, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, like, and, and I will in inherit them someday. Maybe. I, I don't know even know what I would do. Like, what will I do right. with two of them? Like, right. like I, yeah. I don't, um, you can you can donate them to a black-owned gun club. I that's what I will do. That's what you'll do. I will I will arm people of color. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a couple of my dad's guns I will definitely want to keep for sentimental reasons or their collectors. That's so weird. Like, like it's a there's... sentimental gun. It means so yeah, much. To... Like I know that that's a thing. It's just so strange to think yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know my family is from the south. I, mean, I live in Ohio, but my family is from the south, and there is this oh, okay. kind of like. Okay there is a it's like a weird cultural like cultural my, my dad's yes. my dad's gun you know right. like yes. you know okay like, no that that totally makes sense like, like my ancestors were farmers so that was just not a thing that we did i, I don't i don't know <laughs> let's grow veggies so. you guys <laughs> <laughs> these are my dad's vegetables actually like heirloom seeds like that would actually yeah be no that's those are legit yeah so um <laughs> we probably need to wrap up this news segment or this whole podcast will become purity culture going completely off the rails which is fine um purity culture gone off the rails but i actually think today's story does talk a little bit about um at least the use of violence yeah and yeah how people how christians in particular but uh, you know religions empower people to to commit violent acts which is uh, a disturbing thing but you know it's it's there yeah. and we should talk about it we do a drinking game every episode uh, it is a drink. It's a, you know, participation, if you want, drinking game. 
Uh, you can use it to, you know, to drink a alcoholic beverage of your choice, or you can drink water or do a push up, or just, you know, do something. If you're driving, don't drink. That's crazy. Um, I love that you say that every time. Like it is a good thing to remind people, especially people are in the car during a pandemic. Like, do not. I I know it's hard times, so please don't yeah. drink and drive. Please don't drink and drive. Um, and. <laughs> Not that I think I have so much power to be like, we're playing a drinking game and then someone's in their car and they're like, well, I better crack open a beverage. <laughs> like, I, but just in case, I always want to mention that. Uh, but today's drinking game, uh, if anytime we talk about walls coming down, you know, take a drink or we'll do a little ding. Walls. So, walls, walls coming down. Walls coming down. So Tori has our story today. Uh, so I'm going to hand it over to her and she's going to oh take gosh. us on a little trip down memory lane down memory lane <laughs> to sunday school oh yeah oh my gosh you remember the flannel graph of yeah. like the walls of jericho and they're like walking around okay so i don't even know i don't even remember why i wanted to talk about jericho other than it's pretty messed up yeah. <laughs> so this whole idea right is that um the Israelites, God's chosen people, enter the promised land and kind of go, oh, there's already people living here. <laughs> I guess we need to kill them all. Like, not, why, not I can't, why, can I, at all. why can I not, why can I not say this without laughing hysterically? Okay, uh, first of all, this isn't, none of this happened, right? This isn't a real story. It's, it's disturbing. Mm -hmm. Probably needs a trigger warning because genocide, but yeah. uh, it didn't actually, it's just, it didn't actually happen. So, you know, hang on to that. Many people in this country believe that it did. That's yes. why we're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So basically they show up at Jericho being led by Joshua because God killed Moses for sinning and didn't let him enter the promised land, which again mm -hmm. is really funny because people say that Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy. So he wrote after he died. <laughs> Yeah, he wrote after he wrote about his death, and he then wrote about wrote, his death, and then wrote and then some died. More. But the, it's that anyway. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna get even get into that. Yeah. Um, so essentially, God is like, okay, here's the deal. We are we're gonna get you this city, okay? And um, which again, I'm like, these people are having very strange conversations with God. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? Um, so. The armed men of Israel decided that they would obey the Lord and march around the city of Jericho mm -hmm. while blowing trumpets um, for seven days, for six days in a row, right? And then on the seventh day, you have to, God says, go around the city seven times and then blow the trumpet and shout. So, um, speaking of witchcraft, yeah. this seems, this is very this is witchy. Very, very witchy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. This is very interesting. Um, and so obviously they had the ark, right? So the ark is supposed to go in front because the ark contains the presence of God and is covered in seal skins. So it probably smells like death. <laughs> It is. It's literally, they pulled a bunch of porpoises out of the Red Sea to cover this thing in skins. Um, so when you touch it, you die. <laughs> so diseased. Oh my gosh. I don't, the Ark is a whole other thing. Oh um, gosh. 
First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. So the first couple of days, right? The first six days, they're supposed to be silent again. Does anybody know why? Nope. Nobody knows why. God said it. So that's what you got to do. I always wondered, because I was a talkative child, Mm -hmm. like there had to have been kids that talked. Like, did that ruin it? You know? Because it was supposed to only be the armed men and like the priests who were carrying the ark when they got to this point. Right? Um, As a seven-year-old, I was very concerned about that. (laughs) No one talk? Oh, no one talk. Like, like oh, oh, we're not allowed to talk? Like all around this whole city, seven times. I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> There's no way. Um, yeah. So uh, per a previous arrangement, um, there was a sex worker who was very generous and hid the two spies that um, the Israelites had sent into the city. <laughs> I love actually. how you said she's very generous. She was. Like, 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 like we need to save this lady. <laughs> Everyone else we can kill. This very generous woman. <laughs> they, they, they hid in this apparently very successful sex worker's home on the roof mm-hmm. of her home, which was on like in the city wall. This didn't happen, you guys. But she, like, <laughs> she had a window, right? Yeah. Her, she like had a view, okay? Yeah. And so everybody, uh, the two little spies, why can't I remember their names? They were like, okay, we gotta go, we gotta go get Rahab. It was and her people, because she was very generous. Caleb and somebody, I don't know. Oh yeah, Caleb and what's his face? Um, you know, I normally look these up and have notes, but we're just gonna say Caleb and what's his face. Because it it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. Because they're not real. (laughs) Um, so somehow they like. This is this is the thing that they are gonna do, right? Is they're gonna walk around seven on the seventh day, walk around seven times, and then blow the trumpets and scream as loud as you can. And um, this caused the wall to collapse, the walls of Jericho to collapse. And I don't know if they like fell all up, they all fell out. <laughs> Or if they went straight down mm-hmm. did you ever talk about this oh <laughs> this yeah, there my, was definitely yeah. oh there was a physics like yeah and oh, i no. and i was always like well like well yeah there were definitely some weirdos in my church that would like talk physics but i, I was always like if they were supposed to kill everyone on the inside why didn't the walls just fall, fall in? in and that would have killed like a lot of them but i think that they were i think the plan was to take over their houses after they after yeah. they killed them which right? you know um, we got to be strategic in your genocide. You can't just go That's out true. genociding everybody. You have to have a reason. Yeah. Um, and, and these poor people legitimately had been living in the desert for 40 years with That's eating, true. eating like these nasty quail shit crackers and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> if I had been living and eating, if not just my, you know, my generation, but the generation before me had subsisted entirely on quail shit crackers and I saw a city. <laughs> 
<laughs> you like taking that motherfucker down. I would probably kill everyone too. <laughs> okay, I'm under. I'm beginning to understand the the logic. The motivations, yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, the walls fell down. Uh, the Israeli army took the city. It says, which I think is really funny because that's a word that's that's a euphemism in other places. Oh, totally. Um, and destroyed per God's instructions, every living thing in it. And the Bible says, men, women, young, old. In terms of a long-term plan, like I can I can understand what your motivation is of saying, like, we gotta kill all these people, right? Because they're gonna mm-hmm. be they're gonna come after us. Yeah. Um, but like I don't understand killing all the animals. Um, one, because it's that's a lot of food. Like, do they get to eat it or do they just have to burn it with all? Yeah, like these are the things I think about. I'm like, what about the logistics, you guys? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I totally remember thinking like that is a lot of wealth that you're just yeah like, destroying. Mm-hmm. And I think it was always couched in like, well, this is a sacrifice to God. Like, well, like God I mean, doesn't need cows. Yeah, like yeah, like he like and maybe one sheep, and he's usually satisfied. <laughs> so why, uh, yeah, why are you this. why are you killing everything? Um, yeah, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. Especially because so, I feel um, like I, I would, if I had only had quill shit crackers and which is what they will be now and forevermore to me. Um, like why, why wouldn't I have beef then? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no you sense. haven't eaten any other food yeah. your entire life. And yes. all of a sudden you smell this cow burning. Like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's rough. That's going to be real rough. Like, yeah. I know that I know that it's horrible on the environment, and so I do actively try to not eat very much beef. But mm-hmm. in it's this time, delicious. in this time, that was not the case. Eat as much beef as you want, <laughs> right? <laughs> Except no, we don't have any because we burned it all. We burned it um, all. So, anyway, it says Jacob spared Rahab, the sex worker. I'm just inserting that because we're we don't need to use the word prostitute. That's not necessary. Yeah. Um, along with her family and all who belonged to her. Yeah. So, you know, she's she's got a business going here. Yeah. Apparently, she, she employs sure. people. Small business owner. Okay, but then, then uh, now I'm like, okay, but what, then what happens to like ha- like what happens to them when they kind of get into the camp like what is your job now? yeah like like a bunch of fundamentalists came and burned down everything in your town and you're the sex worker that they spared like yay <laughs> like okay, what, what am i gonna do what am i gonna do now yeah <laughs> um so this is a very 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 weird story in a very weird book yes. and yeah i mean we legitimately had debates over whether the walls fell down or out uh i did read up on this though because i was i'm I'm always so curious and um as far as i can tell jericho did have a wall but it didn't actually surround the entire settlement uh it was apparently more for the aesthetic Hmm. than for keeping people out and the kind of like the archaeological records seem to support this theory um because men in the city lived a really long time Mm -hmm. right which is kind of how you could judge like how much violence was occurring yeah generally um and so yeah these archaeologists are like finding 
all of this stuff. Um, the, the walls did exist. I'm not, I'm not arguing that there were no walls. Uh, and but they do you think it's may have fallen at some point. And they may have fallen at some point due to an earthquake. Um, there, there were definitely earthquakes in that area of the world at that time. Um, but yeah, the, the wall thing, I'm, I'm stuck on that. Rahab did actually end up getting married. I do remember this. But like, what about her business? I don't know about her business. I don't care. I don't, I mean, I'm sure she was fine. Cause like she's in, she's in like the lineage of Jesus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she eventually like one of her kids was Boaz. So, you know. Boaz doesn't yeah. even pay for his blowjobs. Um, <laughs> so yeah. he gave, he gave grain. He gave, you know, six measures <laughs> you of know, grain. Honestly, that's, that's fair. Like <laughs> that's a fair trade. He treated her right. Here's some grain. Then made her sneak out in the morning before the sun came yeah. up. Like, oh, you gotta sneak out. out. <laughs> I can't be having my honor besmirched. But here's some grain. Thanks for the blowjob. Like, have a good one. I'll see yeah. you around. Yeah. And um, yeah, and as according to the Bible, that is what happened. I will, I will take no other version of that story. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I just don't, yeah. I was like, as a kid, I was like, why are, I mean, I'm sure it's hot in the Middle East and whatever, but why are they just like sleeping outside? Sleeping outside with, with his feet. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway. So, Rahab also probably did a lot of that and apparently had a business and yeah. was, paid, was paid well for it. Mm-hmm. So because um, sex work is real work and it's very important. Yes. And stop being mean to sex workers. Yeah. Don't be mean to them. They're they're part of God's chosen people. They're the only people that lived. And, and the Bible is full of a lot of crafty sex workers. Like mm. so you know, apparently the patriarchs thought they were good enough to include. Are there were there any like were there any male sex workers in the Bible? I'm trying to think now. Not that I can think of. I'm I mean the only somewhat just fuck boys yeah like david yeah yeah <laughs> Solomon. Well, i'm trying to think of the only the only transactional sexual relationship that i can think of off the top of my head would have been between the roman centurion and his servant that jesus healed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's i would say this the case for that is nowhere near as strong as Jonathan and David, but I think a case. Oh, really? It was that was that was so that was like the custom in Rome. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the case that that was happening. I'm just saying the case that the Bible explicitly lays that out as oh, they were okay. def- like he was definitely it, having sex it. with his servant. I think that case is not as strong, but I also think it's it's also there. Like a Roman centurion going and begging Jesus because one of his servants died, who is his like his like you know. It, describes him in very flowery very affectionate yeah. language like, yeah that, and that was that was a normal relationship right yeah, like, like yeah men having sex with other men in the roman empire was seen as like the epitome of manliness yeah right because women were unperfected men or i don't even remember yeah. it was like yeah a, a roman saying is women for babies men for love like right yeah exactly so it seems very reasonable seems reasonable to me that if you were a person in power like it was just an expectation obviously and and jesus doesn't really say anything about it 
but that's the only transactional relationship where there was probably a power dynamic in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only one I can think of that was male and male or homosexual in any way. Um, maybe, maybe Ruth and Naomi, but no. That's all, well, that's kind of weird though. I think it's weird to have sex with your stepmom. Yeah, I or I your think mother-in-law, excuse me. I think there's there's a case to be made that there are some homosexual relationships in the Bible. I think that some of them, like Naomi and Ruth, are maybe overstated. That would be my yeah. take. Yeah. I don't know. But that's a tangent. But still, sex workers in the Bible are, you know, a thing. Yeah. And it doesn't even say anything about like, oh, she shouldn't be doing this, right? There's no lecture included, which... no. I don't know if you've read the Bible, but there was enough space to include a lecture about how you're not supposed to be doing sex work. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there's definitely enough euphemisms in there about her, you know, them going to her and spending the night and them, you know, like, you know, I, they're not knocked on the door. They're like, Hey, what's up? Can we crash here? Like, no, they were already there. Yeah. They were there and they needed to be hidden. And apparently (laughs) they paid well enough to, you know, say, Oh, sure. You know, they had all that golden calf money. Yeah, all that golden calf they ground up. So, yeah, like I, and I think I don't know that I, I feel like you and I both had always had this like trying to apply a logic and a playfulness to the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. how did they pay for this? How did they get there? And <laughs> like, we're the kind of people that deconstruct eventually because there's no good answer. Like, yeah. there's not, you know, other than, you know, this is a myth told for a purpose and right. those details aren't included. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think you can, I think the Bible is a text that you can definitely make meaning out of, mm-hmm. um, even in 2021, right? If you yeah. have like solid personal morality, you can absolutely make meaning out of the Bible. For sure. Um, when you read it as a history textbook, it's not, it doesn't hold up quite as well yeah and i've had i've had pastors and other christians tell me with a straight face that like what the israelites did in the book of joshua and to the canaanite people was moral and justified and good because god said because god said so and and i've asked the follow-up question like so like if god said to do that again would that be moral and justified and good and the answer with a straight face from evangelicals that i know Mm-hmm. And was yes, yeah. Uh, which to me is a terrifying thought uh-huh. because, like, one, I- I'm sorry, I was a Christian long enough to know that what God is telling you to do is never clear. <laughs> you know, um, uh-huh. especially now that I have, I have enough like maturity to know like some things were like, yeah, that was serendipity, or maybe even that was the divine. I'm still hold, I'm still, I'm open to that being a possibility. Mm-hmm. But there are 90% of the things I look back on and say were God, were totally my ego or like a hamburger I had eaten, like giving me indigestion or something. You know, there's just a lot mm-hmm. of those things. So like, yeah, it is, it is a, it is a very disturbing thought to think that people read this book and go this was completely morally justified this and not just jericho it was all kinds of of the whole place um Mm -hmm. which again it wasn't an actual genocide because throughout their entire history there are canaanites everywhere so either they're like we killed all of the canaanites and then and god was happy 
And then the Canaanites are back. And then the Canaanites are back. You know, they never left. Um, you know, Rahab must have been really busy, like churning out Canaanites. Because <laughs> like, they're all they're all back. Um, so Wait, that means Jesus was a Canaanite. LOL. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It certainly was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had Canaanite ancestry. So what do we what do we do with this story? I mean, it, it's really, it is really distressing um, how many people view stories like this, you know, primarily in Joshua, right? In Joshua and Judges mm-hmm. and say like, yeah, this, this, this happened. It was moral because God said to do it. And if God tells me to go and commit genocide, then I need to obey him. And that is a morally good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, right? and, and that's not just ancient history either. Like this right. is this is this happened. Well, the manifest destiny in our country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. was was fueled by this interpretation that this land is ours now. Yeah. And we should take it. And you know, and seizing of land is going on in modern day Israel as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is mm-hmm. our land and we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so it's it's this is a theme i think in human history but it's it's also a disturbing thing to commit genocide and then say well it was god yeah yeah humans humans kill a lot of things like the more that i read about prehistory the more i'm like oh shit like Mm -hmm. we really like to murder each other yeah (laughs) like there are multiple other species that just died out like Mm -hmm. "Mm, that wasn't an accident no no, like the Neanderthals didn't just disappear. Yeah, no, we were fucking shit up yeah. everywhere. And that's yeah. why we're the only ones left. We're the only ones left. You know, <laughs> yay evolution, I guess. I guess. Uh, well, you know what? You know what? It's it's fine. Like the meteor always shows up in time. It'll be yeah. fine. Like <laughs> Meteor gets you eventually. Eventually. Like yeah. you're just, you're not, you're not going to survive and it's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, uh, you know, I mean, and we we hunted the mammoths to extinction with spears, like yes. so. It wasn't yes. we didn't need guns for that. Like, yeah, we just that just accelerated our ability to hunt species to extinction. Uh-huh. We were already doing it. Um, yeah. we killed a lot of shit before yeah. we could even write stuff down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I think I think we have to we have to reckon with the fact that that humans are violent. If yeah, if we are not. Um, enculturated or indoctrinated uh yeah. to be different uh if we aren't you know mm-hmm. I, I hesitate to use the word civilized because there's a lot of right and racist baggage with that racist one, but, baggage with that but yeah. but like but, honoring other people's humanity yeah. i think is really what it is because yeah. because they are human yeah right not because they're related to you not because they look like you not because they vote like you but because you're a human being therefore you have value yeah um so yeah and if you've lived here for a thousand years or even 10 days it it's not i don't get to come and take it just because i can Mm -hmm. or just because my my god said you know because you know i'm sure there were plenty of native american gods and goddesses that were telling them like hey this is your this is our land actually (laughs) (laughs) um and we're gonna take care of it um so yeah fuck off white people like so it's there's not like um 
you don't get to say that your God is bigger or better or one just because you're the last one standing. Right. Um, yeah. Like that to me leads to so many tragedies. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can talk about the crusades. Like I think there's, there are so many genocides, honestly, that were launched with the precedent of this particular book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Which is really horrifying, but I think that kind of like what I was kind of trying to say is like, we would have done it anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're bad people. <laughs> like why are we so awful like i don't yeah. even want to be a human we suck <laughs> yeah sometimes you know i i, I was watching i think it was like a, like a tiktok but I've, I've heard this before too like like what if what if aliens have like visited searching they're like nope fuck this shit yeah yeah searching for intelligent life and they didn't find any they didn't find it (laughs) they were just like these weird creatures build these strange you know things and they kill each other all like they're just savages um yeah that's i mean i feel like if you have the technology to get here from another from another solar system yeah we're 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 in pretty rough shape and you should probably not stop by yeah yeah so and, and, and tying this back to Jericho, like I just saw that article that said Jericho was destroyed with alien technology. Like, like why? Why people didn't do it? It was aliens. That's yeah. just the law. It's yeah. science. Yeah, like it couldn't have been a brown person. No way. It was aliens, and it certainly wasn't God. It was aliens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Uh. So it's. It's such a, it is such a strange story. And I remember loving it as a evangelical teenager, hmm. like thinking like, this is the best book in the Bible, you know, yeah. war, you oh, know, war sure. and fighting and, you know, and that, I don't even think those like kind of testosterone fueled kind of stories are bad per se. Mm-hmm. But when it, but when it's like, like if I'm reading it in a comic book or a television show or as literature even right there's a there's a distance (laughs) there or there's like a wish fulfillment or there's like an ego fulfillment in that and i don't think or even like a violent video game i don't think those things are bad but when it's this is a violent piece of literature that i'm told is history 100 Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. and is kind of a model for how a godly man is supposed to be like this is something god wanted like yeah creator of the universe wanted this to happen this isn't like teenage justin playing mortal Kombat. this is this is teenage teenage justin seeing that like being taught that you know genocide is good if god wills it um Mm -hmm. that you know i mean i guess there's you know the moral that you can be kind to sex workers you know that one's kind of lost on evangelicals but um but like it yeah, I just I think it I think it does something to the psyche to have this story just sitting there, uh, and I, I remember wrestling it in grad school a lot, and mm-hmm. you know, and and all the different ways that I think evangelicals with a conscience try to get around it are interesting yeah. to me too. Like, yeah, um, like you know, one uh, professor of mine said that this would have been a fortified city with only soldiers in it, like it would have been like a almost like a fort, um, but it was not. And That's which not true. which would make sense that there would be the only woman there would be a sex worker like that would that would make there's a certain amount of sense to that but also like mm-hmm, I don't think mm-hmm. archaeology really backs that up like right. there, you know, this was a city and Jericho is a city that's mentioned in histories as a city um, mm-hmm. so it's yeah I I don't know what to do with that because I but I think that 
violence is baked in to the Christian narrative. Yeah. Uh, particularly this, this, this narrative and others. Mm-hmm. I think that American men in particular are, I don't know that they're drawn to violent narratives any more than other kinds of men, but, hmm. but I think that there is a, you know, going back to, you know, God and guns and country and, and taking, <laughs> taking America back for God, you know, there's just, there's mm-hmm. a, I feel like this is like a Chekhov's gun, just kind of like sitting <sighs> there that, you know, just, just waiting for moments in history to be, mm-hmm. to be used. Um, and, and I think I, to me, the best interpretation of this, I think the most, um, the most Jesus focused, if we're going to just, if we're going to just go to the, like, you know, the ultimate end of, you know, Christian scripture is Jesus. If I'm going to use like a Jesus frame for this, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that this particular story was propaganda. Like, Cause I don't see Jesus saying that this is okay. You know, I don't, right. I don't see the character yeah. of Jesus, even though he's named Joshua, uh, strangely enough, you know, we have two characters in the Bible named Joshua and one is a pacifist and the other is a war criminal. It's uh, like a warlord. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, I just, I think if we're going to use any kind of Christian frame, I don't think this story should be valid. I think it should be critiqued. I think it should be seen as a piece of war propaganda and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just my two cents on my reaction and how we can apply it to 2020. Yeah. One, 2021, whatever weird year we're in. Whatever year it is, no one knows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, it's, it is really distressing, as you said, that texts like this are passed off as literal and morally sound um again humans humans kind of suck like we're not actually that great but using a like using your faith or spirituality to justify slaughtering innocent people like i don't i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna get on board with any of that no. i'm sorry right yeah. and and you know it scripture quote unquote especially the hebrew bible which you know christians just decided was theirs now um has been weaponized against so many people right i mean like you said the crusades indigenous people in the americas like indigenous people in australia people in southeast asia like we just did all the things like god said we own this shit yeah um and yeah, I mean, it, it's very, it's distressing if, the, if that's like the view that you take, if that is, if that's the lens that you are viewing this through. Um, however, I am, again, 100% pro-sex worker. So I'm here for that, <laughs> that one verse. <laughs> yeah, that, that one little bit is, you know, and, and and even like when you look at this story as it continues, like there's, you know, there's the person that did keep some of the cattle and some of the wealth from the city. And, oh, Aiken? Right? Yeah, Aiken. And he, mm-hmm. and then they decided to take over another city, like the normal way, I guess. <laughs> like God's superpower juice wasn't going to work anymore. So they had to like do like a normal battle uh, and they lose. And it's because of Aiken, like kept a pot of gold or something. And like, it, it, and they like the earth opens up and eats him. Like, what uh, what like it's fun that's way cooler than quicksand 
yes or an earthquake <laughs> or an earthquake <laughs> like like i don't know and sometimes i wonder with like okay maybe these stories are true but it's like there was just a guy walking around somewhere and a sinkhole opened up and ate him and they're like well that must have been you know and then they, God. They, they searched his tent and like oh there's this pot from jericho but everyone's like we all have loot from jericho <laughs> like, yeah we all, we all took a little something um uh-huh. yeah because it's like they burned the whole city and everything in it which again they didn't and also you're setting stones on fire is that what you're trying to tell me right now <laughs> yeah. um and it says but they put the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the lord Mm -hmm. oh that's that's very that's sweet that's how armies work Mm -hmm. that's totally what armies do yeah (laughs) they obey the rules have you ever been in a war everybody's very calm right (laughs) it's a very calm thing when when men who have been living in the desert for decades decades come into a city and decide to slaughter people i'm sure it's it's very methodical and disciplined Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 They must have been running drills like every single day. Yeah. I mean, sure. they were good at marching. We know that much. That's true. They were good at marching. <laughs> like you got, you got some experience. They were pretty shitty at finding the promised land. <laughs> like. <laughs> they didn't have compasses back then. I think you're holding them to way too high standards. Apparently it's like a 20 day walk and it took them 40 years <laughs> to walk from Egypt. But it's because God hated them. Which, That's true. Again, like this is it's that's kind of funny right he's like fuck yeah. you guys you have to just hang out here yeah you're gonna we're gonna toughen you up give you some tough love <laughs> none of you are gonna see the promised land only your kids will yeah which i guess given how the baby boomers have treated us like the idea that that they won't inherit the promised land but we do would probably be like a real thorn in there <laughs> so, yeah that's true they'd be very unhappy which is why they screw us over yes like just gonna pull that ladder right on up yep. <laughs> like you don't get any of this shit no nope. we're gonna elect a guy that doesn't believe in anything that we've benefited from and we're just gonna take it from you yeah, uh, yeah so uh any final thoughts about this story or just i don't think so it's weird it's very yeah. weird i i'm worried about people who take it seriously that's my take we do want to plug really quick uh yeah all of our things yeah we're on the social medias uh at or not yeah at go yeah, home, at go home, go bible. home bible you can find us on twitter and instagram there mm-hmm. uh we also have a patreon as we well do, we would, which is just patreon.com slash go home bible if you so. have the means and enjoy our i mean if this is episode probably four so if you've enjoyed us this far and you have the means we'd love for you to support us, it helps the channel out and the yeah. things and the production and whatnot. Just covers some costs. Cool. I think we did it. Yep. Have a great okay. week, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.